Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Short little disclaimer before we get started. I am not a financial advisor and I am not telling you to buy any specific stock or cryptocurrency. Anyway, let me tell you guys a personal story. The first time I remember hearing about Bitcoin was back in 2013. I think I heard one of my high school friends talking about it. I didn't really have a strong opinion on it, but I think I looked at a few articles online and they all seemed to think it was stupid, so I didn't investigate it any further. That was definitely a mistake. Back then, I could have bought one Bitcoin for $100. That would be worth more than $57,000 now. I'm sure most of you listening to this probably had similar experiences with Bitcoin. Well, the lesson we should all learn from missing out on those kinds of returns is that we shouldn't just be ignoring new technologies that smart people are dismissing as stupid. In fact, we should be paying very close attention. So, one of my favorite books ever is Zero to One by Peter Thiel. He's the founder of companies like PayPal and Palantir. It's a great look into how his mind works and how he thinks about companies to invest in. The first chapter starts with a question that he asks anyone that he interviews. What important truth do very few people agree with you on? Teal goes on to talk about how most people don't really have good answers to this question. They'll usually say something about how American education is broken, or they'll share some other opinion that isn't really that controversial. Those answers aren't really what he's looking for. The best answers, according to him, are those that actually have a definitive view of what the future is going to look like, and that sound really stupid to most people on the street. Those are the kinds of answers that lead to great companies. So there's a reason why startups need to be built on ideas that sound stupid. If an idea is too obvious, there's a good chance that Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, or Google, one of those companies are already pouring money into it. In addition, there's probably a ton of other startups who are trying to do the same thing. The odds of actually building a successful company when you have this much competition are pretty low. So if we want to see an example of a startup that was built on an idea that sounds stupid to most people, we can look at Airbnb. The founders made the assumption that homeowners would be okay with random people staying at their house, to make some extra money. Sounds pretty obvious now, but back in 2008, the concept sounded incredibly stupid. Most people didn't understand why hosts would want to run the risk of having a serial killer murdering them in their sleep. Flash forward 13 years, and Airbnb is worth $112 billion. So, what does any of this have to do with you? Well, If you're making investments, 
you can beat the market if you find a company or a technology that most people think is stupid but actually has a lot of potential. After all, that means they'll be underpriced relative to their true value. That's part of the reason why I'm so interested in cryptocurrency right now. Crypto is built on one important truth that most people probably don't agree with. A better financial system can be built through code and decentralization. That idea was a lot more controversial five years ago, but it still seems pretty ridiculous to most people over the age of 40. Even though Bitcoin is now worth more than $1 trillion, there are tons of people out there who still think crypto is a scam, it's for drug dealers, and it's eventually going to zero. Let me share with you guys a comment I found on Reddit this week. It had like 20 upvotes. I'll read it right now. As someone who works in tech, 90% of anything involving blockchain is colossally stupid. Machine learning is almost as bad, though for very different reasons. And the legitimate applications of machine learning are much more interesting than the few actually useful applications of blockchain which do not include any form of cryptocurrency. So that's the end of the comment. Uh, let's be real, this guy is a total douche who's trying really hard to look like the smartest guy in the room. It's really not that hard to see why cryptocurrency-enabled services like decentralized finance are so exciting. After all, these decentralized finance protocols give savers significantly higher interest rates than they can find in any traditional bank. That being said, I do understand where this guy is coming from. Right now, the cryptocurrency landscape is really hard to navigate for anyone who isn't a nerd. As I talked about in the podcast last week, these usability issues means it's going to take a long time for cryptocurrency to reach the point where it's going to start replacing traditional financial infrastructure. I'm sure at least some of you thought of your own answer to Peter Thiel's question, and maybe you actually do have a view of the future that's different than most people's. So then the question becomes, how can you tell if you're actually onto something or you're actually just a moron? It can be hard to tell sometimes. Well, here's how Jeff Bezos decided to make a decision that most people at the time probably thought was incredibly stupid. He quit his job as VP of a prominent hedge fund to start Amazon back in 1994. I'm reading out a quote from him. I came across the fact that web usage was growing at 2300% per year. I'd never seen or heard of anything that grew that fast. And the idea of building an online bookstore with millions of titles was very exciting to me. That's the end of the quote. Back in the 90s, most normal people only used the internet to send email. Broadband speeds were so slow that loading an image took forever. And loading a video was basically impossible. That's why back then, lots of smart people thought the internet was a joke. Nobel Prize-winning economist Paul Krugman said the internet's impact on the economy would be no bigger than that of the fax machine. Bezos clearly saw things differently, and looking back, he was 100% right. 
The fact that the internet was growing this fast when broadband speeds were still slow is incredible. The numbers showed that the concept wasn't all hype. The internet was actually an exciting new technology. Bezos recognized this and he decided he needed to make his move and build his company while the internet was still young and the opportunity was still there. So what can we learn from this story? Well, there is a way to determine whether the stupid thing everyone else is dismissing is actually going to turn out to be a big deal. Paying close attention to how the technology is progressing over time. While the internet was incredibly hard to use in 1994, things got better pretty rapidly. It's been estimated that internet speeds have gone up 5x every year since 1990. It wasn't possible to watch videos online in 1995, but by 2005, we had YouTube. Just like the internet, cryptocurrency has become significantly less annoying to use over time. A few years ago, it was really hard for any normal person to buy Bitcoin and send it to other people. Nowadays, Cash App allows you to do both of those things really easily. With this rate of improvement, it's possible that in a few years, putting your money in a decentralized finance protocol will be easier than setting up a bank account. Alright, so wrapping things up here, it'd be nice if I could go back to 2013 and buy some Bitcoin. It would also be nice if I told myself to get better at basketball, so I could actually score some points in some of those pickup games I played with my friends during my freshman year of college. But hey, you can't redo the past. You just gotta learn from your mistakes. I'm still trash at basketball, but next time I hear one of my friends talk about some new technology, I'm not gonna ignore it just because I read some negative articles online. Alright, that's the podcast, everybody. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to our free mailing list at sundayspecial.substack.com. You'll get access to all our articles and podcasts. The link is at the bottom of the show notes. Happy Sunday, y'all.